The day my sister, Jillian, decided to pronounce her name with a hard G was, coincidentally, the same day my mother returned, early and alone, from her honeymoon. Neither of these things surprised me. Jillian, who was between her third and fourth years at Barnard, was dating a language theory professor named Rainer Maria Schultz and had consequently become a bit of a linguistic zealot, often ranting about something called pure language, of which Gillian, with a hard G, was supposedly an example. My mother, on the other hand, had rather rashly decided to marry an odd man named Barry Rogers. Gillian, Gillian, and I had both suspected that this marriage, my mother's third, would not last very long, but we assumed it would survive its honeymoon, although when we heard they were planning a honeymoon in Las Vegas, our skepticism grew. My mother, who has spent her entire life avoiding places like Las Vegas and merrily disdaining anyone who visited or even contemplated visiting such places, had announced in a disturbing, brainwashy way that a honeymoon in Las Vegas would be fun and a nice change from her previous honeymoons, Italy with my father and the Galapagos Islands with her second husband. Whenever my mother said anything was or would be fun, you could take it as a warning that said thing was not nor would be at all fun. And when I reminded my mother of this, I used the example of her telling me that the sailing camp she had forced me to attend the summer I was twelve would be fun. She admitted that sailing camp had not been fun for me, but that was no reason why a honeymoon in Las Vegas would not be fun for her. Such is the ability adults, well, my mother at least, have to deceive themselves. Gillian and I were eating lunch or some midday meal approximate to lunch, when my mother untimely returned from her honeymoon. It was about two o'clock in the afternoon. Gillian sat at the kitchen table doing the New York Times crossword, which we were not allowed to do when my mother was home because, as she often told us, it was the only dependable pleasure in her life. I was eating a fried egg sandwich. I was supposed to have been working at the art gallery which my mother owned, but which was effectively run by a young man named John Webster. But John had sensibly decided that since my mother was safely out of town, preoccupied with whatever unthinkable activities preoccupy a 53-year-old woman in Las Vegas on her third honeymoon, and since it was July and no one had set foot in the gallery for several days, he would close the gallery and go and stay with friends in Amagansett, and I could do whatever I wanted for the rest of the week. I was not, of course, to tell my mother about this hiatus, for she believed that at any moment someone might walk in off the street and buy a garbage can decoupaged with pages torn out of varied editions of the Bible, the Torah, or the Koran for $16,000. My mother opened the gallery about two years ago after she divorced her second husband because she wanted to do something, which you might have thought meant work, but did not. Doing something entailed buying a lot of new clothes, very expensive clothes that had been deconstructed, 
which as far as I could tell meant some of the seams had been ripped out or zippers had been put where God did not intend zippers to go, because gallery directors had to look like gallery directors, and having lunches at very expensive restaurants with curators and corporate art consultants, or, occasionally, an actual artist. My mother had had a fairly successful career editing art books until she married her second husband. And apparently, once you stop working legitimately, it is impossible to start again. Oh, I could never go back to that work. It's so dreary, and the last thing the world needs is another coffee table book. I had heard her say more than once. When I asked her if she thought the world needed an aluminum garbage can decoupaged with pages torn from the King James Bible, she said, no, the world didn't need that, which was exactly what made it art. And then I said, well, if the world doesn't need coffee table books, then they must be art too. What was the difference? My mother said the difference was the world thought it needed coffee table books, the world valued coffee table books, but the world didn't think it needed decoupaged garbage cans.